Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to the Urban Wire. Brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we share the light on issues of the urban community. Hit us up at www.youtube.com forward slash Um, today we're going to have a really good um, show. 
we're going to talk about issues within the uh, GLBT community. And for those who don't know what that means, that is the gay, um, lesbian, uh, bisexual, transgender community. That's the kind of like the abbreviation for that. Um, because a lot of people don't know that issues, we have kind of like uh, issues, I would say, of self-hatred within the gay culture. And a lot of times uh, people don't realize that there's a lot of division. Um, there's racism in the gay community, believe it or not. So we're going to talk about these issues. So, but what we're going to do, you know, just to get everybody, get their, you know, get their little groove on or whatever, we're going to start off the hour with, you know what I'm saying, we're going to start out with a little bit of Sierra, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, just get everybody loosened up and stuff like that. So keep it keep it locked. Um, if you want to call in, feel free to call us at area code 646-915-8200. Once again, that's 646-915-8200. Or you can join us in chat. Um, our chat room is officially open. Um, and we're also on Facebook, so be sure to get on there, um, look us up. You know, we, we're going to have um, updates on there, letting you know when we're going to have shows and live tapings, as well as when we have new um, videos come out. So just be sure to join us on there. We're on Twitter, so get on there, look us up, UCOFW. Um, our official website, we're still working on that, so um, be on the lookout for that in the next couple of months. But, yeah, you know, I'm I'm so glad to have my girl Kristen on here because, you know, we used to clown together, you know. You know, I met her in college. I couldn't stand her when I first met her, but that's that's a, that's a story. <laughs> that's a story <laughs> within itself. Nah, I'm just playing. You know, that's my girl. But we go back, ooh, man, we go back, you know, you know way back. So this I want to appreciate you for coming on. Um Hopefully, by the time we're done uh, with this first song, we'll have um, our guest call in. We had another number. I don't know like, if they got dropped. But anyways, um, we're going to go to a quick song. And when I come back, um, we'll, we'll get into uh, the topic. You know, whether they're here or not, we're going to still jump in on this topic. So keep it locked. I've been gone for too long, take your time, I'll bring it back. I've been gone for too long, now it's time, I'll take it back. Yeah, yeah, you like it when I'm with you to be like that. Got that bump bump in your floor, got them tissues burning low. Give me that bed, give me, give me, give me, give me that bed.
Experiencing a little bit of a technical difficulty again. Uh, hopefully, in just a minute, we'll have that cleared up. Um, Seneca, are you still with us? Oh, okay, I'm here. I'm sorry. Um, we're back. Um, like I said, um, I don't know if you guys heard me. Um, I think I had my line muted. Um, if you want to call in, uh, feel free to give us a call. We're going to have a really controversial show tonight. Um, the the number to call in is 646-915-8200. Uh, call in with your questions, comments, and concerns. I think there might have been a scheduling conflict because I think I accidentally told one of our guests that the show starts at 10 o'clock, so they might be in around that time. But um, I know I had a couple more people that are scheduled to come in, but Anyways, we're going to jump right into the topic, um, and, but before we do, I was just wondering, Michael, have you heard anything in the news that you would like to um, uh, bring to the listeners' attention, or you just kind of been out of the loop? Because I've been kind of out of the loop, too. Well, I've been a little bit out of the loop because I've been on vacation, and yeah. uh, so I, w- I will tell our listeners, though, a... Uh, all of you out there, a happy belated birthday to our uh, host here, Seneca. A happy oh, belated wow. birthday to him. Thank you. Thank you. And for those of some of the listeners that might have showed up to his birthday party, had a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good time as always. You see, you never know what's going to be said or what's, who's going to show up or anything else. So we really had a good time. And so, uh you know, as every year, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I really appreciate everybody that came out. 
Um, and also, me and Michael, our, um, our co-host here, we went up to Chicago. Um, well, it was actually the, the actual day of my birthday. We went up there, had a really good time. Um, got to see a lot, but there's a whole lot more I would like to see. Uh, it's been, you know, several years since I've made it up to Chicago, so it was a really good time. Uh, yeah, first time for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of like seeing you were like kind of like a kid at a candy store, you know, just like, ooh, really? <laughs> ooh, looky there. But, but, That's a big but you, know, but, you, but, you know, the thing I like about Chicago, people look at you as a person. And, honestly, people don't, you know, it's just, it seems like sometimes, like, even here in Indianapolis, like it seems like people look at you. Like, people don't look at you as an individual. They, you know, people like to judge. But the thing I like about Chicago, everybody's constantly on the move. Everybody's doing their own thing, and they really don't have time to, you know, stand around and look at people and judge people and stuff like that. You really feel like a person there. You're an individual there. So that's what I kind of like about the city. You know, some people might have, you know, and. For myself, you know, a lot of people might live in a very urban environment such as Indianapolis or another what quote-unquote would be called a big city, and you really don't notice the difference in people in an urban environment so you would get to a very, very large urban environment, say like Chicago. You know, then that's when I noticed, like what you're talking about there, the differences of how people just interact with other people. You know, yeah. Indianapolis might be considered an urban environment, but it doesn't have a thing on Chicago, and things are obviously a lot different. And in oh, some oh. cases, in some cases, a lot better. So oh, I'm yeah. sure a big, bigger city has bigger problems, but that's just going to be nature of the beast. But I, mean, just I, I like the... you. I Yeah, I like you. I agree with what you're saying there, that you can see that people weren't really hung up on individual differences as much as they are here around the Indiana area, I guess. And the thing and the thing I like about it is it's like you seen it was just a wide variety of people. It was just like a multicultural cross section of like different people, races. I mean mm-hmm. just it I mean it was just it was awesome. It's just people seeing people just coexist with each other and it's not even be a big be a big issue, you know. It just really and people, shows I've noticed, I noticed in Chicago, people seem to be generally polite <laughs> for the most part. I mean, you know, yeah. you bump into somebody on train, you know, everybody was, oh, excuse me, and I know that it was kind of humorous watching me on the train because my I hadn't quite got my train footing <laughs> so mm, just yet. I'm not being, so, I found myself constantly going, I'm sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Everybody seemed really, really Standing polite. up on the train. Remember when we were coming back on the train, like, um, after leaving downtown, and we had to, uh, like, earlier in the day we were able to find a seat, but, like, um, that particular time in the evening, and this was just, like, Tuesday evening, the, like, like, the train was, like, packed. You had to stand up. And, I, yeah. man, that was, that was something I had to get used to because, man, I was, you know, you can look at the other people, you can tell they've been doing this for years. Like, it was just like with us, we were like every bump in the on the track, we were just like kind of like, <laughs> it, it, it was real funny. But uh, They're probably was, looking it at it really and smiling, going, oh, look at the rookies. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
That's why I know we were looking like some straight up targets from Indiana. I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure, I'll tell you. All it, I have to say, well, I think we all had a very good time. Yeah, it's still a lot I want to see. I, I I really want to go back here soon. This is so much. I um, and speaking to other people, there's a lot that um, that um, we we didn't get to check out. I know they have a lot of nice museums. I know they have like um, special. It's just different parts of town that I would like to go visit. Um, just just I, you know, I also hear that they have a really nice like like aquarium there. And I really would like to check that out. So it's it's so much that um, I I suggest if you're just looking for like a one-day trip and you live like in the Midwest or if you're just looking for some place to go for even a couple days, that's a good city to go visit because um, there's just so much to do. And we we went to the Hancock Tower, which, you know, I I know if you go there, you're going to, you know, it's going to be kind of steep, but I'm telling you, it's worth paying that $16.00. To go to mm-hmm. the tower and to see like the whole, like the entire city, and and you can possibly, depending on the day, see like uh, Michigan, and of course mm-hmm. you know Indiana from you know where we're at. But I mean, I think it's I think it's worth going up there. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, that's just just the whole city is right before your eyes, you know. Yeah. And um, yeah. it's 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 a really pretty uh, pretty view. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was talking about how, like, basically um, that building is so big that, that it has its own zip code. And within that building, you, if, like, a, like you, I think he was talking about how there's people that live in that building. They have, like, grocery stores. They have some, some of everything in that building to where if you didn't want to leave that building, you wouldn't have to leave. You, you can pretty much live out of that uh Hancock Tower. So I found that to be pretty interesting too. But uh, yeah, it makes it makes sense. I mean, I suppose if you consider the number of people that probably work there and not only mm-hmm. work there but probably live there and run so much of it out of there, I imagine that it probably is its own little version of a grocery store or grocery stores mm-hmm. and other things or common that mm-hmm. people need. You know, almost like a a town. Of course, you think about it, being from Indiana here, and I myself having roots to small-town Indiana, I have I would be willing to bet you that there probably are some people that work in those towers that that tower itself has a greater population than some small Indiana towns. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't does, be surprised. That doesn't stretch the fathom of my mind one bit. I mean, that building is huge. Like, I mean... Think about it, it was and, a huge building. Yeah, and that's not just the Hancock Tower either. I mean, if you look at the size of many of the buildings there, you know, if, for those of you who have never been to Chicago and, you know, maybe familiar with Indianapolis, ain't got nothing on some of the stuff at Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. And I mean, really, Indianapolis has some big buildings, but nothing like that. I mean, but you know what, even that... That's not even the tallest building in Chicago. That's, that's what baffles yeah. me. I mean, man. So, but yeah, like you know, that's that. I mean, I would I would urge you to go check it out. I mean, there's a lot of historical sites there, 
it's just it's just a nice city. Like especially downtown, people think that you know it's full of crime and this that, and the other. Now the downtown area, I kind of felt really safe down there. It was, it was oh, relatively clean. Yeah, I kind of you know it was a relatively I think clean city. Like downtown, yes, I thought so. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I was really impressed with that I found very fascinating was in dealing with public transportation down there. Now, some of you familiar with Indianapolis and, you know, have heard of, obviously, the Indigo system that well, like Indy Indianapolis no, has. Indigo, Indigo. <laughs> transportation to me. And you know I'm yeah. not so well, not going really but just hearing from what other people say, it's, it's not it's not a, a very reliable uh, mode of public transportation. Right, and I will tell you know anyone you know, hey, the Chicago Transit Authority has a pretty good public transportation system there. It's nothing like what you see in Indianapolis. It's cleaner. It uh, I think is run a lot more efficiently. And yeah. it is something that you could use and feel safe on, I think. Oh, yeah. And um, like I said, I mean, it's like it's, it's pretty much on point. People get in, get out. They don't, you know, it's, it's, it's no, you know, they don't play around. You know, you got to get in there, um, get on, get off. You know, it's just, you know, they're constantly going. You know, and that's what I kind of like about it, you know. Um, not only that there's several modes of public transportation there. It's just not one type. As if, right. you know, but look here in Indianapolis, there's just one, only one mode of really public transportation, and that's the bus. But there they, you can get on the subway, you can get on the train. Um, they also have, you know, um, the bus line. I mean, you can buy a pass and just use every mode of um, transportation there. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's yeah, so it's it's really reliable. You know what I'm saying. So I I really um, enjoy that. So, um, but yeah, I know one thing that I really wanted to get on um, was an issue um, dealing with. I was watching the Young Turks today, and I kind of wanted to bring that up. How um, there was a study done. I'm not sure who the study was done by. They were saying how um, teens are more likely to commit suicide. Well, I mean, this is a kind of a given. I mean, teens are likely to more more than likely to commit suicide um, if they live in a more conservative area of the country versus a liberal area of the country. And not only is it just gay teens, it's heterosexual teens too. Yeah. This was kind of like shocking to me. And I wish I had the report up um, here, but I just thought it was like really fascinating uh, that even heterosexual teens kind of feel um, they kind of feel uh, oppressed in an ultra conservative environment. You know, um, it's just not it's not only just a gay issue, it's just like, um, when you're living in and a lot of, I mean, and I and, and of course I I believe that children should be raised in a moral environment 
and have boundaries and this, that, the other. But when you're dealing with um, different systems where, you know, where you, you feel that, especially sometimes, I don't, life like this, I don't have a problem, of course, with children being raised in a religious environment, but sometimes it can become real sick and twisted. Yeah. You know, like there's extremes, extreme, you know, um, extremes of like being liberal. I think there's extremes of being conservative too. And it can get kind of ugly and twisted on both ends of the spectrum. Well, I so, think the biggest thing, and for some reason I don't know why this is such a hard thing for parents to realize, that, you know, obviously, yes, like you said, children need a morally structured environment to be raised in and to be taught. Absolutely. By all means. However, they for some reason get to this point where they get so structured that they lose sight. They have to realize that that child is an individual person. And that person Mm -hmm. still has to develop their own personal identity, which may not fit into the cookie cutter of that person that they're being raised by. Right. Right. The child still must be allowed to develop their own personal identity in a healthy way. Mhm. There you have a point. And when you restrict that or you stop that child's development, that's when we see these issues um take take you know root. Just like you see a lot of these um and I've and I've seen this before too. When you have a child that's being raised in an environment where they've been sheltered, uh, they've been beat over the head, you know what I'm saying, with the Bible. Um, and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, of course, I'm not saying that at all. Like, there's nothing wrong with raising your children, you know. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're teaching them re- religiously, but what I'm saying is, it's like there are some fanatics out there. They try to keep their kids sheltered, you know, pretty much lock them away. And when they get older, they just go buck wild. Yeah. Well, you know, the old saying is that, you know, preacher's kids make some of the wildest kids. And I've personally seen that a couple of times myself. Yeah. And those are usually the ones that turn out. To be, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying all the time because there's some that, you know, grow up to be, you know, productive citizens, uh, citizens of society. But I've seen so many, in so many cases where they grow up to be some of the most hardened criminals, crim, uh, criminals, criminals, I'm sorry, I can't speak. And I've heard of them doing some horrendous things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's kind of like a backlash of them being um, held back or held down, or being um, suppressed um, by religion, you know. And I think, you know, when they get older, I guess they just, you know, I guess they they get exposed to things and they don't know how to handle certain situations, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really feel that there's a balance. You know, there's nothing wrong with raising your kids with morals and values and even, you know, raising them, you know, uh, to believe certain things or certain principles, but you got to kind of let them uh, fall into that themselves. 
You have to mm-hmm. let them develop as a person. And that doesn't mean that you have to allow them to do whatever they want to do because, you, like I said, ultimately you're the parent still and ultimately you're responsible for whatever they do. But still mm-hmm. at the same time, don't sit there and think that you can um, hold them captive or hold them prisoner um, their I mean, entire I mean, lives. A lot of parents yes. that do that seem like they're probably mm-hmm. – they ha- it seems like they might have really good intentions. Yeah, but but they forget the wor- one of the worst things in the world that you can do is turn a child loose into the world that's naive. Mhm. I mean, but it also kind of um, kind of brings up the issue of why some of these parents that homeschool their children because yeah. I've always been like. How are you teaching your kids any socialization skills and how to deal with people in the world when you're homeschooling them? And even if they, you know, they do try to take them out and socialize them and stuff like that, it's still not the same. But most parents that homeschool their kids, that's that's the main intention right there anyways. They want to shelter their kids from, you know, um, what's really going on in the world. And I think you do your child a misservice or disservice, I, I should say, I'm sorry, when you um, try to shelter them from um, different aspects of life. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, allowing them to go to public school um, is a good way for them to uh, gain have that a, kind of, yeah. Yeah, have more of a broader yeah. interaction with their own peers and, See the other mm-hmm. side of life, for lack of a better term. Right, right. And you know, um, I mean, especially I can kind of see, like, especially like in an area like where you, you know, you, you said you live more out in the uh, kind of like the world, kind of like the less urban. You're not really urban where you're from, but to like kind of like. Homeschool them and already, you know, already I don't know. I, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 horrible. Like you're really putting them in a bad position by uh, doing that to them. Which I would like to do a show on this topic one day. I really want to find um, someone that's been homeschooled and kind of you know see you know someone that's an adult now. That they kind of like how how they kind of feel about that now that they're in the real you know real world and um how they you know I don't know because I know it has to affect them now if they're an adult you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I'm sure if we put our heads together we can probably find one or two yeah yeah actually I had a friend that uh. Well, more of an acquaintance, you know, I don't see him all the time, but he, I can just see how it's kind of, you know, affected him, like, you know, being homeschooled. I mean, mm-hmm. they come across like they're educated and, they, and they're open-minded, but really all that is is, like, book smart. They really don't have common sense and, <laughs> you know, it's it's just yeah. like they don't know what's going on in the real world. You know what I'm saying? It's just like someone's pretty much like 
giving them a false perception of reality. I mean, they're good people, but they they oftentimes find themselves in like jacked up situations, you know, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I mean, and, and you know, they mean well, but they're really sheltered. They really are. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But, you know, um, that's going to be a show I really want to try to get into one day um, because I think a lot of a lot of times, like, they, uh, I've, I've heard, too, like, where they're not where they need to be at educationally. Mm-hmm. So um, that's another issue that you run into when you're dealing with homeschooling. So I don't know. Well, it is 9.33, and like I said, I think I told a couple people, because I was thinking that the show originally was going to be from 10 to 12, and I think I told them at 10 o'clock. So um, I'm just going to try to scoot on through here. Uh, I know Kristen was online. She's been jumping in and out, so I was going to go to her, but I think she's um, gone for now. But I guess we'll just go to a couple songs, take a quick break, um, I know DeAndre says she, well, she's still at work, so she says she's going to try to um, get in here on this topic and um, stuff like that. So we're just going to go to a couple songs and um, a couple of news clips and stuff like that. And then when we come back, um, we'll see who we have in here and we'll go from there. Once again, if you want to join the conversation, call us at 646. 646- Nine one five eight two zero zero. Um, we have our chat room open for those that want to uh, join us in there. Um, trying to think what else. Yeah, like I said, we're on Facebook too. We have our um, group page on there, which is slowly but surely starting to uh, gain more members in there. And I want to thank the people that have joined that. Um, just you know, that's a great opportunity for you to. Uh, keep up with the basic, uh, you know, progress of UCOFW. Um, you, you know, if you join there, you, you'll know when we have new videos, you know, um, that are posted on YouTube, which if, if you haven't subscribed to that, which I've seen we had about three or four subscribers as uh, within the last week join there, so I want to give you guys a shout-out as well. Uh, also, Michael, you want, this would be a good time for you to uh, talk about your website and what you plan on doing with that, um, as well as your YouTube channel. If you, I don't know if you want to uh, talk about that really quick. Yeah, um, sunrisehumanity.com. That's my website. It is uh, it gears towards spiritual and some metaphysical aspects, and a lot of uh, information on there about Reiki, which is a holistic healing method. Um, I like the fact that it doesn't negate medicine. So, you know, it's a holistic healing method that is, by its method of training, supposed to work with medicine instead of against it, with uh, doctors or psychiatrists' help or whatever. Um, That's a little bit of what my website's about. And working on the YouTube channel, I've got a couple things up there right now under the same uh, username or screen name of Sunrise Humanity. Uh, got a couple things on there, an intro video and 
another video on there. Uh, feel free to check it out. Leave some comments. And hopefully I'll get a little bit more done with that here and be working in conjunction with Seneca and UCOFW to cross, uh, help each other out here with a few things and see if we can't push a word out here a little bit more. At least that's what we're planning here so far. Um, yeah, so I know I've been meaning to get with him um, to we're gonna probably try to get a um, commercial recorded for him. And also, I was going to let anybody know if, if you, um, which we're going to try to do this in the near future, if you have a business or you have um, a service that um, that you offer to the community, we'll be more than um, willing to highlight that on the show. Um, anything that's not for, for profit, we would definitely love to hear you guys, I mean, um, have you guys be adver- advertised on the show. And if you want more information on that, you can contact me. Um, you can email me at seharris, and that's S-E-H-A-R-R-I-S, um, 06 at hotmail.com. For some reason, I had to change my other email. I, I have to get back in there because for some reason I can't get my email. But I do have an alternate um, email account, so if you have a good or a service, that you would like to um, advertise, or if you're a not-for-profit organization and um, you want to um, want to network with us, we'll be more than happy to uh, talk to you guys about that and maybe set something up along those lines. So just keep all that in mind. Um, pretty much um, that's it. We're going to probably jump to another song. Um you know, I'm going to be a little diverse tonight since we're going to be talking about LGBT community um, um, issues. I'm going to probably play, you know, it's going to hurt me to do this, but I'm going to play a little Lady Gaga tonight because, you know, we're just, just trying to, you know, be diverse on the show. And since we're talking about uh, unity and acceptance, I think this will be a very appropriate song to play. Um but before we get, to, I'm gonna see if Kristen has anything to say about anything that we that we talked about. Do you have anything to say so far, Kristen? Or are you still just listening? Actually, uh, I was bumped off, and I've been trying to get back on. I just uh, got back on right now, unfortunately. Oh. Okay, That's well, cool. we appreciate you. We just been just. Um, I think there was a scheduling conflict because I think I told, like, a few people because I thought that I scheduled the show from 10 to midnight, and I forgot that it was from 9 to 11. So I think um, our guests are going to be here at 10 p.m. instead. So we'll just, first hour, we're just pretty much getting caught up with the audience and, you know, you know, talking about our trip to Chicago. And we just got done talking about how, uh, uh, how, like homeschooling versus public school education. Uh-huh. Um, we're, we're talking about a little bit of everything. And like I was telling Michael, I say I think a lot of times uh, when people homeschool their children, they're doing um, their children a disservice by doing that because um, you're kind of like sheltering them from reality. Yeah. And I mean, I know I've known a couple people that have been homeschooled. And like 
like knowing them now as adults, like I can kind of see how that, you know, affected their perception on reality. You know, a lot of them get caught up in crazy things because they weren't, they were sheltered they, and they were so naive or they just, a lot of them just end up in trouble because they've been um, suppressed all these years and um, their parents didn't really allow them out to experience some of the things that they should have experienced as teenagers. And I think, you know, when you do that to a child, even like some of these, like these preachers that try to like, you know, restrict their children, uh-huh. I think a lot of them get in trouble when they get older because they they didn't get to uh, do certain things with they, or experience certain things while they were younger. And I think that's just not healthy, you know, especially in this society. But, that's that's pretty much what we were talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna go to uh, some Lady Gaga, and I might uh, come back with some. Uh, might do a little Kanye West too. Might throw that in the mix. So um, once again, keep it locked, guys. Um, you know what to do. Join the chat. Um, jump online. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of um, things to discuss tonight, so um, keep it locked.
Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Don't be a drag, just be a queen. Give yourself prudence and love your friends. So we can rejoice the truth. And don't imagine nothing insecure. I must be myself, respect my youth. I can't believe that 
Um, it says, I'm sure my critics will say it's a gr- grotesque display. Well, they can bite me, baby. I perform this way. I might be wearing Swiss keys or maybe covered with bees. It doesn't mean I'm crazy. I perform this way. Obviously, the title of it is going to be I perform this way. Um, mm. But that's from theadvocate.com saying it, it's a go. I guess you can check it out on Weird Al's YouTube channel, but just thought that was kind of humorous, uh, just playing a God I, I, uh, I can't believe he is, like, still relevant after all these years, first and foremost. Like, that's, that's just, like, wow. <laughs> you know, well, I you, so- yeah. But you know, uh, speaking. Of, but you know, speaking of Lady Gaga, I seen a story today online. They were talking about how she got people. I guess she somebody interviewed her. I can't remember who it was. But they said she got kind of upset when someone uh, pretty much called her out and said, "Hey, you know, when you put Madonna's songs and your songs like back to back, I mean, it sounds like a carbon copy of what she's already done." And she got mad. You know, it's like. Well, you can't get mad because people are calling you out on, you know, pretty much. I read, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I read something about that, too. Someone had made an ac- uh, accusation of plagiarism, and she was like, uh, yeah, he's pretty uh, adamantly defending the accurate accusation, but, yeah, I read that, too. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Oh. Okay, I just got a memo from one of my well, not, like one of my guests are gonna be here at at ten so at ten thirty? Did you say ten thirty? I think we lost you for a second. It cut out. Are we are we here? I think we're having a slight difficulty here. All right, well, he'll be back with us in just a moment. Um, hopefully not too long. All right, well, if the individual will be on about 10.30, we've got a little more time. I know there's some other guests that he's got planned to come on here soon. So hopefully... They'll be able to join us too, and we'll get our feature dialogue going here, hopefully before too long. Um, again, slight technical difficulty. Hopefully, we'll be back with everyone here in just a moment. Well, getting back to the topic that he was talking about, um, we do uh, – I know Seneca has not always been – hasn't always put a Lady Gaga song on before. I know this was the first time that I can recall he's had one. But, uh, you know, we always try and keep it open here and keep it moving along and Obviously, she's she's in you know regardless of what anyone's opinion is on her, she's she's very popular. Has quite a uh, following of people and been very popular here up and coming the entertainment industry in the last couple of years. Seneca, are you there with us yet? 
Okay, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what it is. I guess this is like tonight. Everybody's been having problems getting kicked off here. I don't know what's going on. But um, you there, Michael? Yes, I'm here. What was the last thing I was saying? Cause I, I thought I was like on here. Um, was I telling you what we were going to talk about? Yeah, we was going. Uh, you, the last thing we had said was you said that one of a memo from one of the uh, guests said they might. Yeah, be on about okay, yeah. One of my um, guests are coming in here. Um, going to be here around ten thirty. But um, no, what I was saying is, it's like we're going to um, jump into a couple of news articles real quick, and then we're going to start get started approximately around ten ten oh five ten ten. Um. I want to talk a little bit about um, about Gaddafi, and also I want to jump in about Glenn Beck and how they, you know, the reason why he got kicked off of Fox News Network. Well, he's quote, they're quote unquote saying, well, he's not they didn't technically get kicked off, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're going to talk about that really quick, and also um, I want to start off by talking about the uh, rising gas prices and what Obama is. Um, uh, planning on doing about that because you know as well as I do, um, um, when we were in Chicago, you saw how high those gas prices were. You remember that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember like we had to get gas. I said, you know what? I'm not. I refuse to pay to get gas here. Like it was almost four dollars and thirty cents a gallon up there. And and well, and I think that was probably kind of cheap, you know what I'm saying? Like compared to probably some other places, you know. Um, I heard like there's some places out on the west coast where gas almost pretty much got to um, literally five dollars a gallon. So I want to start off with that really quick. Um, before I start off with that, I think we have a caller here. Let me see who this is. Um, Eight one two. Um, Hey, Senator Tina. Yep. Okay, then. Uh, We'll be with you. Can you hang with us for about five or ten minutes? Um, We have a couple stories that we still have to to get on. I think it was a scheduling conflict because I think I told some people, you know, I I thought that I scheduled the show from 10 to midnight, but it was actually 9 to 11. But that's fine. We're going to still get on that in a uh, few minutes. So can you hang with us for about five or ten minutes? Sure can. All right. Thank you. Um, for those who don't know, that is Miss Gina Martinez. She will be with us shortly. She is with, um, well, actually she's on a, um, she's in an organization that actually um, stands for the rights of uh, the GLBT community here in um, the metropolitan city of Indianapolis. I believe they have, um, they're, they're part of a national chapter we're going to get with her in about um, 10 minutes, and she's going to tell you a little bit about their organization and how you can get involved if you're here in the uh, metropolitan area. So um, keep it locked. Okay, getting to this article, the article is from Yahoo News. I think it's um, an article, actually, that came from the Associated Press, and the article is entitled, uh, Obama Says New Task force will examine gas prices. Um, this came from the Associated Press, actually. Um, I believe uh, 15 minutes ago it came right off the press, so we're going to jump right in this real quick. Okay, 
and it reads, President Barack Obama said that said Thursday that the Justice Department will try to root out cases of fraud or manipulation in oil markets, even as Attorney General Eric Holder suggested a variety of legal reasons may be behind the gasoline surge to four dollars uh, a gallon. Quote, we are going to make sure that no one is taking advantage of the American people for their for their own short term gain, unquote. Obama said at a town hall style meeting at a renewable energy plant in Reno, Nevada. The town hall the town hall um was sandwiched in between Obama's four fundraising events in California on Thursday, one in San Francisco and three in Los Angeles. The the president was holding six fundraisers over the course of his three-day West Coast trip aimed at a high-dollar donors high-dollar donors and young people both whom will be an integral be integral to a campaign that could set fundraising records. Quote, this is going to just as hard, be just as hard, if not harder, than 2008, unquote. He said of his re-election bid during a small fundraiser at Sony, Sony Pictures Studios. With the 2012 campaign in mind, the White House is anxious to show the public that it's taking address taking a- action to address rising gasoline prices. The national average price for a gallon of regular gasoline was three dollars and eighty four cents on Thursday, about thirty cents higher than a month ago and almost a dollar higher than a year ago. Um Obama's uh I mean I got lost. Uh Pretty much the article goes on to say how he's going to address um, these these um, prices going up. But my thing is, is you know, and I, I and I understand it's almost time you know for him to start campaigning again. But my thing is, I, I don't understand the the recent hike you know in prices. I mean, I I don't know. Like a month ago, I mean who. Even like a month ago, who would who would ever thought that gas prices would be almost four dollars again? I thought that, you know, we wouldn't see those days again for a long time. So, I mean, and like you said, I believe there are a lot of people that are taking advantage of these, you know, taking advantage of it. Because why why would gas be almost five dollars in some parts of the country, and then here? You know, it may be like you know three eighty four. It's just, it's just, it's just really crazy to me that people can play with the prices, you know, like that, and you know, nothing's being done about that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. How did you feel about that, Michael? Well, I don't know. I mean, I understand within the last couple months we've seen some of the big oil producing countries overseas obviously falling on some pretty turbulent domestic issues in their part of the world. And I know we've all seen it before, like, you know, those countries have some problems. All of a sudden it spikes the price of gas and oil. You know, I understand that, but $4? Wow. I mean, I don't know. And obviously, you know, 
there's Obama's trying to rebuild the economy and try and get things back on a much happier note here domestically here, and that's certainly not helping anything. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'm not a – I wasn't an economics major, that's for sure, but, you know, it just seems like, you know, the oil obviously is still getting here. You know, I don't think – I just don't see a, personally, I don't see a justification for it, but I guess, hey, what do I know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to bring that to your attention, that they are starting to look at this. And, you know, like I said, I, it has to be, I mean, people are taking advantage of this because how could it, you know, be, you know, a dollar cheaper in some places? You know, it's, it's just it's just really crazy to me how, like, you know, some places aren't even paying um, anywhere near uh, what other people are paying, but you know, I don't know. I hope something good comes out of that. Um, trying to see, I lost that story. Um, that story about Glenn Beck. I want to get on that really quick, but I think for the sake of time, we might get back to it if we have time. But for the sake of time, we're gonna jump into our conversation today, our main conversation, and we'll come we'll probably come back to our politics section later. Uh, we do have our special guest, one of our special guests coming um that's already here and we're gonna go to the line. We're gonna have her introduce herself and um about her in the organization that um she is supporting and we're gonna just talk about the issues uh, of gay rights. We're going to talk about gay unity. We're going to talk about a lot of different topics tonight. Um, and we're going to kick off this conversation with uh, Ms. Gina Martinez. Can you tell us um, a little bit about your organization, the name of your organization, and a little bit about yourself and how you came a part of uh, being an advocate of these issues um, dealing with the LGBT community? Yeah, I'd love to. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite. Thank and, you. Uh, no problem. I, uh, I'm actually here representing SAGE, which is Straight Americans for Gay Equality. And we are the chapter in Indiana, and we happen to be on the IUPUI campus. And then I'm also a member of ASE, which is Advocates for Sexual Equality. So um, mm-hmm. I like to try to diversify my time between a couple of great organizations on campus. Wow. And our goals, <laughs> um, our goals are, are mainly to just uh, to try and, and defeat, I guess, homophobia and prejudice, either on the legislative level or at the social level within our community. Mm-hmm. So um, when, how did this organization come to be? Like, um, I uh, was talking to an individual um, with a gentleman, and I think his was his um, – Trevor, I believe, he was giving me Trevor a little bit. Yeah, he was giving me um, a brief background of the organization. He was just saying how, um, I guess this is a fairly new. Well, this chapter is this chapter particularly is like a uh, relatively new chapter. So, so how did it come to, about that you guys wanted to um, create a chapter here? And also, can you tell us how has it been, like, have people been pretty accepting of it, or have you had any opposition um, with creating this local chapter? We haven't, we, we've experienced everything positive so far, but the reason that I think we were compelled to start it right now 
is um, in response to HJR 6, the House Joint Resolution 6, which is an effort to amend Indiana's Constitution to state that marriage is only between one man and one woman, but then it further goes on to say that no unmarried people shall see the same legal protections as married people. So it put a lot of, it created almost a classism divide between married people and unmarried people and then told one specific group that they could never become married people. So it, it was a pretty ugly act of discrimination that they're trying to force through. And I think a lot of people have just had enough of it and we're kind of coming together to try to make something happen. Wow. So from the, you know, since you guys um, have started, have you had a lot of people that have um, joined on or that or that are in support? Of what you guys are trying to accomplish, like, um, and also, do have you had like, um, are, are there more heterosexual people out there that are in support of gay rights than than most people realize? Or that's definitely been our experience. We've run into uh, dozens and dozens of people who have joined our organization or attended an, an event or had something to say at a pass the mic event or something where they've had a strong, mm-hmm. passionate feeling about a need for equality and acceptance. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's been overwhelming. We've had, I think, two people throughout the entire experience who have really stressed a concern about the term sanctity of marriage. But otherwise, mm-hmm. every, and even those individuals tend to lean towards, well, maybe no one should have the term marriage. Maybe it should stay a religious ceremony and it shouldn't be a legality. Yeah. And, you know, and this is just me throwing my um, personal feelings um, in here. It's, it's To me, it's, it's it's almost like really a slap in the face because, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, like someone made the argument, I was reading an art, article, um, they were saying how, like, it's perfectly okay, it's okay for people to go to Vegas and get married and in front of a Elvis impersonator. Right. Take you know yeah like take the, the, the you know Britney Spears way out <laughs> yeah and they, and they can do that and that's perfectly acceptable and people think that's kind of cute but you have two people that are wanting to be in a committed and um, caring relationship and that want to uh, do things in a you know way like you know what I'm saying they want they want to be lifelong partners and you. You, you'll deny them their right to be together when you, you'll you justify all this silliness, especially with today, like a lot of people are just jumping into marriage. They don't take it serious. You know, the institution of marriage is already jacked up as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, it's just, it's just really funny that you want to deny a certain group of people their right to be happy, but still at the same time you want to condemn their lifestyle. You know, and you want to say that, you know, you, you know, you've heard some of the um, stereotypes talking about, you know, you know, gay people are promiscuous and they're this, that, and the other, they're, they're sexual deviants and this, that, and the other. But yet, when All they want to do things, in a, yeah, yeah, but they want to do things, you know, and they, they want to be committed, and you'll deny them that right, but yet you'll. You're still saying all this negative stuff about them. I just that's just like a contradiction to me. So right. you know, it's it, it's a lot of things that we have to worry about um, as a community on the outside. But still, I notice within the community, there's a lot of I've noticed there's a lot of self hatred. There's a lot of things that we have to deal with too within the LGBT community. But you know, I, I feel I'm really glad that there 
are people from the outside um, that see um, this need for us to have um, the same rights, to the, you know, or equal equality, you know, all around. Absolutely. So, Miss so, um, Martinez, Martinez, yeah, uh, Martinez, I was gonna uh, just inquire real quickly. What are? Can you tell us about some of the things that you guys are doing as an organization, uh, actively, current, current, and actively that you're doing to promote the uh, legal reform and the social reform? What's some of the things that your organizations are doing out there? <laughs> well, actually, we have some really interesting things as far as the social movement goes. So I'll focus uh-huh. on that one first. Um, on Thursday, May 12th, we're having an event called Banding Together at Talbot Street at 8 o'clock. And it's a uh, a series of musical guests and actually even, I believe, a burlesque show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's more of a fundraising event with a $7 cover. And, uh, of course, it's 21 and up. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as I know, it's, I believe it's Sugar Moon Rabbit and Oreo Jones, maybe uh, Goliathon. I'd have to find the... The ad for it, but it's a, it's some really great bands and a great show. Um, but that's really to to create awareness. Um, we okay. we had an event last a couple weeks ago on our campus where we invited. Do you guys know who Zach Walls is? He's a young man from uh, out west who spoke about his mother's being married or not being able mm-hmm. to be married, and yeah. he he had some really great one liners like the 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 sexual orientation of my parents has had zero effect on the content of my character, and it was a really great speech. Um, but he Skyped in with us, and we had a, a speaker's panel and a little bit of coverage from Nouveau Magazine, and we're just doing what we can socially to get the, the, the word out, and on a legislative mm-hmm. level, we've just been we've been at the, the state house and going to the rallies and we're trying to schedule some things to meet with some representatives. So we're, we're, we're wow. moving in the right direction, but for a brand-new organization, I think we've done a great job so far. All right. It's uh, glad to hear you guys are doing that and taking those actions. And by all means, you know, thank you for what you guys are doing out there. Right. No problem. Yeah, like I said, yeah, that, I, I, I believe it's a beautiful thing when you have, um, you, you have like, the head of the sexual community, you know, um, supporting um, GLBT rights and, you know, supporting our interests because a lot of times we don't even support our own interests. So it's good to see that we have Amen. other Amen. <laughs> and, and I hate to say this, but this is going to be one of those shows tonight. I, we're going to be stepping on toes because, like, there are a lot of issues within our community that we need to face, you know. Um, and none of them has to do and, with housewives of any county. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem that I run up against is that I'm trying to motivate people to go to the polls and to speak to their elected representatives. And I have one very, very dear friend of mine who always looks at me and says, but I have something to watch on Bravo, <laughs> and means it, genuinely means that he would rather watch television than get civically engaged. And that's a that's a huge part of our struggle is, is getting people motivated to, to make the change instead of just mm-hmm. being content to, to be unhappy about it. Wow. Do you think that that's uh, something that is more common? And I don't know how much experience you have dealing with other states or other environments outside of Indiana or Indianapolis, but do you think that's something that's just kind of of like, I don't know, the ostrich with its head in the sand 
so to speak. Do you think that's kind of a big issue just here in this area, or do you think that's more of a broader aspect as well? Oh, I think civic engagement is pretty much a national issue. You know, our, our voter turnout is very minimal, especially in non-presidential years. Um, but we did see an amazing turnout during the Obama campaign, which tells me that we're capable. We are capable of motivating enough people to get out to the polls and make a difference. We're capable of making a real impact. And and this this constitutional amendment is a huge deal. All All minor laws underneath it are determined by the constitution of the state in which you live. So if they if they manage to pass this, it's going to be a huge blow for unmarried people all across the state, and it's going to have an impact on things like domestic violence protection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by and when you said and when you stated unmarried people all across the state, that's applying also to heterosexual couples as well. Absolutely, correct? straight people that are straight straight couples that are not married are are going to suffer the same consequences as gay individuals. Only they will or, or LGBT community. I guess is, I'm sorry, I shouldn't generalize, but it's the same set of consequences for mm-hmm. for straight and unmarried individuals as it is for the LGBT community. Um, and it, it's an issue of, of a lot of, there's a lot at stake that I think that the legislators have not thought through properly. Mm. Okay. Um, well, guys, we have another caller in. I don't know if this is one of our guests, and we're going to go to the lines and see um, who this is. Um, 812-614. Um, do you have a question or a comment? Or it's that guy's looking at pride. How are you? Oh, we're doing wonderful. Um, we just want to um, let everybody know we, we do have Indy Pride here in the house tonight, and we really want to thank you for joining this conversation. Um, we're just right now talking about a, a couple issues um, dealing with the LGBT community. We're talking about, of course, the uh, the ruling that they're, they're trying to get passed to um, – to throw out, you know, uh, civil unions. I don't know if it's going to be civil unions or just gay marriage in general, but we're we're discussing that right now. And also, um, we also are going to be discussing tonight the issue of um, unity within the LGBT community and how we can all band together. Um, I know Pride is coming up here in a couple months, and I want you to um, tell us um, a little bit about what you guys are um Planning on doing to help, you know, help push this initiative forward to um, legalize same-sex um, marriages here in Indiana, and also how you guys are uh, promoting uh, unity within the LGBT community. So, can you tell us a little bit, bit about yourself, and can you answer those questions for us, really quick? Yes, certainly. Uh, first of all, thank you for for having me and uh, um, asking Indie Pride to to come on tonight. Um, uh, you know, uh, one thing I'll speak on first is um, kind of a difference um, that's not well known in, in the Indianapolis or Indiana community is that Indie Pride um, Inc. is a not for profit organization, and and our mission is uh, dedicated to um, educating the community, um, celebrating um, our diversity, and uh, you know, honoring our um, our history, and uh, one of the things that we are most known for and, and what we're kind of um, synonymous for is the Circle City IN Pride Festival, which is coming up this June, um, and I, I'm co-chair of also a board member for Indie Pride. So so we have several tenants under Indie Pride, and, and um, one of the things we just as a board spoke on recently and to touch on what you guys are talking about is um, – 
we do a great job in um, the community, I think, celebrating our diversity amongst ourselves, but we do a poor job of educating others um, and educating ourselves sometimes of, of what we need to do to stand up for ourselves and our rights. And um, that's mm-hmm. the focus that um, we're pushing this year with the, with uh, what's going on in, in the uh, state legislator, um, state legislation system um, right now, what they're considering. Um, we're, we're focused on um, talking about those issues a little bit more this year. Um, and we're we're going to be hopefully looking into some ways. Um, Indie Pride is not necessarily an organization that has um, taken a huge um, lead on um, you know any legislative issues in the past. So so it's it's kind of new to our area, and we're hoping to partner with HRC and and um, uh, a lot of other organizations in Indy that has um, you know that you know holds stake within the. GBLT community that can kind of align our resources and, and uh, help educate and hopefully uh, gain more rights for our community. So, now, right. Sir, you uh, had ever mentioned the HRC, for people who may not know what that is, a human rights campaign. Is that the organization you were referring to? Correct. Correct, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, All right. So, so I guess, uh, you know, one of the things you had mentioned, um, I think, in previous um, talking is, is how can more individuals get involved in what you guys have already talked in. Um, besides, uh, you know, just coming out to the festival, which we always appreciate as we, we put it on for the community, um, you know, we, we put on several other events throughout the year that we try to give back to the community from the um, the library, the Chris Gonzalez Library that we have in our headquarters to um, – just coming out and volunteering at events the week of, and it's all can be found on our website. So I definitely encourage all the listeners to to check out our website at indiepriding.org. But um, also, you know, some individuals um, that would like to step up and help lead our effort and make a difference in in the state legislature. Okay. Well, um, and we and we really thank thank you guys and your organization for what you do throughout the year. But also, there are some other issues, too, like um, within the GLBT community, there's, there's issues that that are also very important, too. Like, um, how do you guys reach out to, uh, or how do you guys assist in the fight for um, AIDS development, like, and research and uh, prevention? How do you guys assist in that? And how do you guys go about educating the community? Because we know it's good to have a pride festival, but we also need advocates that are out here um, reaching out to every aspect of the community, not just the mainstream gay community, but we need right. also we need organizations like Indie Pride and and say um, to that, that are willing to get out here and um, educate people as well, you know, not just the mainstream gay community. So in what ways do you guys um, reach out to, like, the different sectors within the gay community? And also what are you guys doing in, like I said, um, the fight against AIDS and how, um, you know, the uh, research and stuff like that, how are you guys um, combat, you know, dealing with that issue? Certainly. Um, you know, as I said, we, we do a great job of celebrating um, our diversity and, and, um, and, and really just celebrating as a community with, with the Pride Festival. And, and we put on um, 
you know, several events a year that we encourage individuals to come out with. But but as I said, um, we've lacked in, um, you know, maybe stepping up in, in that um, as much in the education realm of things that we would like. But but some and, and that's something that we're aware of, and as you guys are probably well aware of too, it's very hard to get individuals. And I, I think I heard right as I came on the conversation, it's very hard to get our you know, our own community to step up and help with this. And that's what we fight in, in a lot of organizations in, in DeFi um, is to get individuals that are willing to step up and assist with with education, uh, coming to an educational event. Um, some specifics is, um, and a new thing we're doing this year, um, or, or something I'm happy we're doing this year, is we're adding an educational component to the festival the day of with an educational tent that we're um, going to be working with everybody coming out as they walk in they're going to be passing by this area, and we're going to try to talk with them, um, allowing, you know, helping them understand what resources they have in the community um, through the Damien Center, through the Colby Palmer Food Pantry, um, through the HRC, um, the Indy Rainbow Chamber. There's so many great organizations in Indy that, you know, Black Pride. Um, you, we have a great Latino population in, in Indianapolis, um, gay Latino population, and and um, they have all started coming to us more recently and wanting to get more involved. Um, so mm -hmm. to help diversify, besides educate, to diversify because a lot of people look at the gay community as you know white males or, or lesbians, mm -hmm. where, where that's not the case at all. Yeah. Um, we're trying to make we're trying to diversify. The first mm -hmm. main thing is our stage, the the day of the festival. Try to offer entertainment right. that's going to to um, you know uh, appeal to a more wider audience. But also, um, you, you know, it's hard. I, I'm not going to say we do everything right, but we try to we try right. to do the best as being volunteers. And and we really encourage right. more individuals to come out that can help us because right. I, you know, I and, and my co co-chairs and individuals can only only do so much and and it's something that i think we've been happy that we've been able to work on a little bit more this year but unfortunately we still have a long ways to go and and that, and that was one of the points that i wanted to bring up because with the new um in recent census data that has been released um we we now know that indiana i mean well indianapolis or pretty much this pretty much indiana in general um, we're growing in population of minorities. Um, Indianapolis, we're now the 11th largest city in the United States, and now we're we're seeing um, um, a rise in the Latino population, um, and we're, we're we're now starting to become a uh, uh, um, an international city, a world class city. So, with that being said, you know, obviously, you know, we're going to see um, more individuals come in, and, and with and, you know, with that change, of course, there's going to be more diversity within the gay community, and it's good to hear that you guys are now starting to realize this because a lot of times that, uh, you know, and I've heard from several people just getting out, you know, talking to certain people, it's like they feel excluded, you know, especially in a city this size now. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I kind of feel that that. Um, Gay pride, like, and you know, and even as far as like the entertainment and the vendors are concerned, I think it should mirror, you know, the, the population or like the demographics in our community should mirror what we see at the Pride Festival every year. And I know, and, and a lot of people um, feel like they're, you know, it's, they don't have a sense of belonging. So, you know, I just wanted to clear up that misconception, that um, that misconception. 
And, I mean, it's, it's probably open to anybody that wants to come in and that wants to make a difference, you know. Um, and, and if so, how can they um, start, you know, that process? Like, um, are there monthly meetings that you guys have or are there, like, um, different ways they can get involved? Um, can you just walk us through that process? Because I, I really feel that a lot of people want to become involved, but they're kind of intimidated um, of the process and they don't know about, you know, how to go about that process. So can you walk us through that and can you kind of mis- you know, clear up those misconceptions? Well, I, I don't want to say that they're misconceptions um, by any means. I, I think um, – you know, everybody can look at um, any organization and say there's things that they can do better, and I, and I completely agree with that. Um, what I would personally like to see, and, and and it is intimidating, and I will say I've only been involved with the organization for a little over a year and a half, and in that year and a half I have um, just from volunteering at the festival um, to becoming a board member to becoming chair of the festival, and one of my goals is, is to really um, diversify it. Um, but what I'm, as um, you know, a leader in the community and lacking is individuals um, with the knowledge of, of what that diversity should look like because, um, I mean, I, I think we can speak bluntly. I am a white male, and I, I can only give you one perspective. I can't give you the Latino um, perspective, the African-American perspective, the Hispanic perspective, and those are all, you know, and there's a, you know, there's a lot of other minorities in our community that I don't want to leave anybody out, but I can't give you those perspectives. I can't give you the, the um, lesbian perspective very well. I, but, but I always encourage those individuals to come. So the, the best way, um, you know, we have monthly board meetings for Indie Pride, Inc., and those are always on the second um, Wednesday of the month. Those are um, not to do as much with um, the festival itself as the overall direction of the organization. And we just ask that anybody that wants to come to those contact us, um, you know, at, and our, all of our information is on our website at IndiePrideInc.org if they would like to speak okay. on a topic so we can put them on an agenda. Now, as far as volunteering or coming out and just talking more about the festival, which seems to be one of the, um, you know, larger events that we do in Indy, um, you, we have meetings and they're kind of based, um, um, they get more frequent as we're leading up to the festival. The next one is on, I apologize, amazing. May 4th, which is a Wednesday, and it's at our office, which is located at the Health Foundation um, on Vermont Street, and uh, that's open to anybody who who would like to come out. You know, the festival is June 11th this year, so we're we're it's rapidly approaching. But I just had a conversation with my co-chair and vendor chair today, and is what they were saying. Um, is what we're seeing is we have a lot of people who sign up. Um, we we strictly um, open up our volunteer, our vendor, our entertainment. We open that up to the public, and people can apply to do that. Um, and, and believe it or not, we aren't seeing a large um, diversity in individuals signing up to do that. So we were discussing, hey, can we go out and seek some more diverse entertainment and more diverse vendors um, to better mirror okay. our community, like you were saying. So, so we're really lacking in that. Um, so I, I can't say that we're, as a leadership team, not doing a good job because you, we can always improve, but I'm also saying right. that the community, that community, um, and that segment of the community, I would love to see them step up and, and come together more. Okay. Well, we have a couple of more callers that have just joined the line. We're going to open up the open up the lines here to see if anyone has any questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, we yeah. do have um, 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 Zach here from the – he's a co-chair of the Indianapolis um, chapter – well, not Indianapolis chapter, but uh, Indy Pride – 
and we also have Gina Martinez from the Straight Americans for Gay, gay Equality, the Indiana chapter. And um, we're going to open up the lines to see. I think we have our uh, Miss DeAndra. She's online uh, on four, line 444. Is this Miss DeAndra? Yes, it is. All right, girl. How you doing, good? I'm fine. That's fine. Well, thank you for joining the conversation. Um, we're here. We're having a wonderful conversation. Uh, we have our guests here on the air. We're just talking about a, a wide variety of issues pertaining to um, the LGBT community. Um, we're also going to go to line four, um, seven, six, five, six, oh, two. Um, do you have a question or a comment? Um, uh, I'm actually on break right now at work. I wish I would have been able to get in, uh, to get in on the conversation a little bit earlier. I think I missed a lot of what was being said, so I don't really know at, w- at what point this conversation, you know, at what well, turn it's made. Well, actually, we're just, we're just starting um, our conversation. This is like um, we start at the 10 o'clock hour. Um, pretty much right now we're just talking about, like, um, like the whole entire issues of, like, the uh, like within well, here in Indiana, how they're trying to get um, um, gay marriage passed and stuff like that. And also we're just talking about the diversity um, within the LGBT community and how we can um, start to um, – to make changes, because like I mentioned the fact before, we're now the 11th largest city here in Indianapolis, and we're becoming a world-class city, and we're now starting to see the city diversify um, within, uh, you know, as far as, like, uh, ethnicity and, like, even within the gay community, we're now starting to see um, a wide variety of people, and we're just discussing how we can start um, embracing, you know, the uh our differences and stuff like that. And this is another issue I want to talk about, um, too, and I just wanted to get your guys' personal opinion on this. What is your opinion on uh, race relations within the gay community? Like, um, especially when we deal with um, issues um, dealing with preference versus prejudice. And um, 765, I want to start out with you. How do you feel about that whole entire issue? Um, because we did a show about this, uh, our previous show, like episode, I believe, 17, we did a um, show about that briefly. But what is your opinion on this particular issue? And we're going to um, just go, go down the line and see what everybody has to say. Um, it's it's kind of hard, but I can say in my, ex- in my own experiences, what I've noticed is that people use the word preference because it's a little bit more comfortable and not as harsh as prejudice. But I think that I think that people have a false sense of reality when they use the word preference, when they say certain things such as um, I'm not into Caucasian men, I'm not into African-American, I'm not into Asian, I'm not into Indian. When people say those things and, you know, they say that about someone that they haven't even met before, haven't even given them the chance to meet them, that's a prejudice, you know, and I notice people always use the word preference when, when I when I feel like they should be using preference, but again that's just in my own experience. Um I do have to I do have to run because I gotta go back into work. But um I have a question. You said it was one of the chairs from the um, Indy Pride organization that was on the line? Yes, sir. Okay. Um I have a question for him. Um 
I go to a lot of different events here in the city, and I don't really see um, Indie Pride at a at a wide variety of events. And I just wanted to know personally, um, w- was there any rhyme or reason to that? Because um, I went to I went to the Pride Festival this year, and I go to I travel a lot, and I go to a lot of different prides around in the Midwest and um, in the Southern states and in the Western states. And I noticed that every single pride. Um, Culturally, some prides you go to are really diverse, and some prides you go to and they're just not diverse at all. And it's never reflective of what the city itself looks like. Um, mm-hmm. I go to some cities that have a you know a high percentage of Caucasian. I go to some cities that have a high percentage of African American, and it's never absolutely reflective over the community itself. So I'm starting to wonder whether or not it's actually the organization and how they market it. And you know what they do to try to gain a, a a diverse crowd. What they try to do to make people be more active in that kind of way. Um, you know, I com I completely agree with you. I think last year we topped an attendance of fifty five thousand. Um, I, I think uh, if you if you looked at the uh, diversity of the group out there, it probably wasn't extremely diverse. Um. I, to be honest, um, being my first year chairing it, I'm I'm learning a lot, and I couldn't speak of why why that is. Um, it's interesting to me, and, and um, what I was saying earlier is, you know, I think I'm personally looking, and I think we as an organization are looking as to what do we need to do differently. Um, obviously, it's it's we need somebody um, willing and able to step up and and um, work with us and say, hey, here's what I would like to see. Um, as, as volunteers uh, with limited amount of time, um, I think we take the easy road out, and that easy road is what we're comfortable with. Um, you know, so we need someone, um, we need individuals to step up and help lead. And I would more than willingly, you know, if a listener or somebody out there wants to talk with me one on one and say, "Hey, I want to get involved, and here's what I want to see," you know, I think I, as a board member, as a co-chair, um, and my and speaking on behalf of the board, I think we would all be willing to listen and work with individuals. Um, it's not easy, and it's not going to be an easy change. It has so many things that we fight for, but um, you know, I think it does have some to how we how we market ourselves, um, and, and just people are intimidated because when they come out, they do do feel um, like it's not diverse and, and like they're not as welcome as we should be, and that's certainly not um, the feeling I want anybody to have as they come out to the festival, and something I would like for us to work um, to get away from. So that's not the case because Indianapolis, I think, is a great city, um, very diverse. We've got a long ways to go. But to have, you know, Midwest City with a Pride Festival of 55,000 people last year, I think that's amazing. Um, But I think it can be better and and, um, absolutely more diverse. All right. Well, James, I just um, just wanted to thank you for coming on here. Um, I had a question um, for us. Is Miss Martinez? Is, are you still on the line with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Um, I had a quick question for you, Seneca. Was I jumping into something you was leading into? No, I just want to thank. I know he had to get out and had to go back to you know, get back into work. But I just want to thank him for jumping in here really quick. If I know uh, he wanted to get on here and uh, support, but go ahead. You have a question? Have okay. Miss um, Martinez, you had spoke of your the group that you work with, Sage, is that correct? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, is your group kind of a statewide thing? Is it on more than one college campus? I know you spoke about it being on the IUPUI campus. 
is that uh, something else, too, that maybe some of our listeners, we pull a lot of listeners from different all places all over the place. Is that an um, organization that also has chapters in other college campuses, or do you know for sure I, about that? I'm not really sure on whether it's just college campuses or if it's um, more like regional areas. I just know that it started on our campus because a young man had the idea of doing it as a social action project. So uh-huh. he, he started the organization um, within our chapter. But I do know that it, original, it originated out west because by, okay. there's some gentleman that we've had to speak to, to in order to get rights to the name and, and the images. Mm-hmm. So, okay. But I haven't been terribly involved in that. All right. Is there something on, I assume that the organization has a website, correct? Yes, and okay, we actually yeah, have a uh, Facebook also locally, and oh, it okay. is, so if you just put in SAGE, I-U-P-U-I, or SAGE Indiana Chapter, it should mm-hmm. bring you to our our, uh, our Facebook page. Okay, good, good. Very glad to hear that. Um, I had a question for um, um, both of our guests, and I don't know if you had anything to bring into the conversation, DeAndre, just let me know if you do. But um, I know you guys might have touched on this, but um, how are you guys going about um, educating the community at large about um, uh, HIV awareness and AIDS awareness and, um, you know, free testing? And um, how are you guys going about educating the community? You know, um, it's it's good to have rights, but it's also good to be aware um as far as, like, knowing your status. So how are you guys going about educating the community about um, getting um, tested and um, knowing your status? And also for those individuals that need uh, medical um, attention or they need the resources, like those who may be HIV positive or uh, that need treatment, how are you guys reaching out to that segment as well? Because I think that's a serious topic that's often – or a group of people that's often overlooked. So how are you guys um, handling that, and how do you ha- plan on handling that in the future? Um, it's not really an issue that we have focused on. SAGE being primarily dedicated to equality and justice issues wow. having to do with law. Um, but as an individual, I did lose a cousin to AIDS when I was eight years old. In fact, he was the first gay man that I knew that I knew. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. And he came out to me months before he died, so it wasn't as though I had known all along. Um, right. But so, so for me, it, it is. It's a very, it's a very personal issue, and I know right. that there are a, a, tr- a tremendous number of, well, a tremendous number of people who are aware of a small number of organizations within the city, um, like the Gaming Center, who reach out to individuals and try to make a difference or an impact in that area. And we certainly promote those organizations. And we would certainly right. give information to anybody on our campus or within our organization who came to us with those types of questions as far as personally or our organizationally reaching out ourselves and doing and conducting that kind of testing or, or offering those kinds of resources. That's really not the direction that we're targeted. Our target is, is primarily justice and equality, and, and we're focused on things like the, the, the constitutional amendment, and that just it scares us to death right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's very unfortunate that we're dealing with that issue even in 2011. So, but yeah, um, Zach. So, how are you guys um, dealing with the the issue of AIDS? And now I know there's an uprising um, syphilis too um, here in Indianapolis. So, how are you guys educating people and um, you know promoting people to get tested and um, in preventative measures as well? I think, you know, um, that's one thing I'm proud to say we do well in the fact that we are we, we support that um, all, all the organizations in our community that, uh, that offer free testing, that offer services to individuals who are um, HIV, um, AIDS positive. And um, unfortunately, one of the things that I think um, – a way as, as an organization we need to diversify is not only um, we spend a lot of our fundraisers, uh, the Indie Pride Bag Ladies, which falls under us. Um, they do mm-hmm. the, the um, bus tour every year. We just had a fundraiser um, this past year that the funds are going um, to the um, food pantry. Um, we did a fundraiser a couple um, months ago that went to that. We do a fundraiser every year. Some money goes to Step Up, which everybody's probably familiar with as an organization yeah. that um, does a lot uh, with testing, but also gives out the, the uh, condom and lube packets at the bars. So, so we, um, as an organization, we don't take a direct approach um, either as educating on on um, HIV AIDS, but we do take a very hands-on approach as um, right. Promoting um, the other organizations that do that, we if they are doing something, they contact us. We put it on our Facebook. We um, send out email blasts, and we also give a very large amount of money um, to the DEFA Fund, um, the Damien Center, the you know the AIDS Walk, which all are tied together. We help the Kobe Palmer Food Food Pantry, who started the Indie Pride Bag Ladies, um, and is a great man in our our community. So I think we do a great job of. of supporting um but unfortunately there's more work to be done in, in the education front and um one of the things we're trying to take on is while a lot of those organizations that do support that are going to be at the festival this year um, we're trying to bring them front and center to um when you walk into the festival and our education component um offering um more of those resources so people understand um you, you know i'm not for sure that as an organization there's um a strong push to to grow in that education front because we have so many organizations that do do it, but we have a strong push to continue to support those organizations. Um, More funding we raise through our, um, our, our events, um, more funds go directly um, to those. Uh, I'm proud to say that I can't give you the exact percentage, but a lot, a majority of the money raised by us goes back to those organizations. And, and, I, and I, I believe that's that's a really good thing because at the end of the day, you know, we, this is a lifestyle that we live. And it's it's more than just you know going out partying, you know, going to a big festival once a year. I, I believe that really. I mean, that I, I believe that our lifestyle is more than that, you know. And I, I believe that. Um, well, I think it's good that you guys are uh, trying to get people in. Engaged more educationally, you know, because I, I believe that's that's an aspect of our community. There's a lot of, you know, especially when it comes to um, um, STDs, um, you know, and, that's, and, I, and I hate to say that there's a lot of uh, people that that deal with drug addiction within the right. um, 
LGBT community. And that's another topic I wanted to ask you guys. How how are you guys as an, as an organization, uh, organization dealing with individuals that have drug addiction, too? Because we know notice, um, uh, you know, people especially that, that you know, use needles or that are, they use certain drugs, they're more susceptible to um, sexually transmitted diseases, um, you know, and that's including HIV and AIDS. So how are you guys dealing with the issue of drug addiction as well? You know, it's, um, it's honestly, um, I don't like to talk on something I, I'm not uh, familiar with, and, and I can say I'm not overly familiar with it. I, I have uh, no doubt that it's, it's an issue with uh, a, a segment of our community, but um, I personally, it, it, you know, being newer to um, our organization and the LT community, I, I can't speak a lot to it. Um, you know, is that an issue that you can, um, like, you know, address or, you know, bring up, you know, that that would be a good topic for you guys to look into. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, you know, I just want to get, uh, I know there's a lot of people talk about that, too, and, mm-hmm. you know, I was, you know, thinking that's a probably um, something that you guys should look into as far as, like, a lot of people don't know or they're not aware of, um, and, it, you know, of that that particular element within the culture. I mean, well, it's not. I'm not saying that that's a general element of the culture, but that's that's one of the things that I see that we're dealing with is um, the rise of you know drug usage and a lot of younger people getting involved with that. You know, and a lot of people don't realize the risks that come along with that. You know, and it's not always just like sexual, like a sexual transmitted disease. They, these diseases can be transmitted through other means, you know, as well. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, you know. So I I, yeah. I really – uh-huh. And Seneca, if I could jump in for a moment, another yeah, thing please. I'd like uh, – another thing I'd like to see a little bit more attention on, and this kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, drug addiction, domestic violence uh, issues, and that's also uh, mental health and counseling. Mm-hmm. Because I know there's – a lot of disturbing factors at play also in the community with and I you know, one could argue that you know decline in mental health or mental stability and lack of a counseling or programs for mental health resources, especially some of the issues like our youth are growing up with a lot of mental problems from whether you want to address the bullying aspect or you want yeah. to address just dealing, coming with, well, Indiana being mostly a rural environment, predominantly, you know, we've got a lot of people here that, yeah, right, and, you know, but uh, counseling issues for mental health issues, I think also something I'd like to see maybe educated upon or maybe if someone need more resources out there that could benefit from getting their word out there as well. Yeah, something. Uh, and I feel that like pride should be more like it should deal with the holistic, um, you know, just as a person, just like the holistic being of of a person, not just one aspect, you know. Because I think that we need to look at uh, or try to address all the issues, all issues dealing with whether it deals with like health, mental health, or you know, um, nutrition. Just, just I think it should be more of a um, 
I, well, I like we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know a lot of people will self-medicate with drug use or alcoholism. You know, seem to self-medicate from issues that resulted in some instability and maybe some of their mental health as well. And you know, that's that's something I haven't seen. You know, I've seen uh, at the Indie Pride Festivals in the past. Uh, I've seen Bellflower up there. I've seen the Step Up Place uh, group there. I've seen those, but I didn't. I don't know. Maybe if, if it's there, I've maybe missed it. But I was wondering if there's any mental health counseling services that maybe could be invited to that as well. Um, I certainly, I, I certainly think that's something we could could look at reaching out to. You know, again, um, from such a large organization, we ask uh, a lot of people reach out to us. Um, you know, so the the one thing uh, we have around 200 vendors. Okay, I can't. Um, but the one thing that I do know we have is IYG Indiana Youth Group, um, and we're very active with them, and they work with a lot of um, teenagers and and um, giving them a place to go to sink them um, with coming out. Uh, uh, something else we're doing um, this year, and, and I'm excited about that falls right in. This is on Friday night before the festival, so June 10th, Friday. We're doing um, an event called a, a Night to Night, and it's an open event for talent in the community. They had some additions. They're still taking individuals um, to come and perform on the stage. Um, it does cost a small fee to get in, and that money raises ten dollars for students, fifteen for adults. The money raises going um, to the "It Gets Better" um, campaign. Um, the founder of that, Dan Savage, is actually going to be at the event that night to talk about the bullying and his campaign of "It Gets Better" um, to tie in with our education um, component of the week, as long as as well as, excuse me, Wednesday, uh, June 8th, we're going to have an educational seminar that's going to focus on the history of Indie Pride and how we've overcome the struggles of um, oppression and, and uh, how we're diversifying as a community. We're going to have some community leaders there to talk about the history of our organization and how we can move forward. Uh, so we've got, you know, besides the day of the festival, we've got two other events that week that's going to kind of focus on, um, one on our history and diversity and then another one on um, exactly what you said, the bullying, the the um, it gets better and kind of um, recognizing members in our community, allowing them to come um, celebrate, uh, perform in front of an audience, um, support our young artists, and then also donate that money back to um, the It Gets Better campaign and scholarships for um, use in our community. Okay. Uh, DeAndre, did you have anything that you – you had a, a question or you had something that you wanted to um, share? Um, no, not yet. Not yet, okay. Cause I, I thought you had you had uh, you had a comment or something like that. But yeah, we're gonna wrap um, this particular segment up. Um, once again, um, we're here with Miss Gina Martinez. Um, if people um, that are on campus and they're listening and they, they want to um, get engaged or get involved with this particular organization, how can they reach you and how can they get involved? Um, the best way to reach us electronically is going to be through Facebook, and again, it's going to be S-A-G-E, um, Straight Americans for Gay Equality, and then you can put in I-U-P-U-I or Indiana Chapter. Um, you can always contact Professor Trevor Potts if you're in the communications area. Um, otherwise, um, Advocates for Sexual Equality are in the Multicultural Success Center, and they are going to be the office with the big rainbow flag in the corner. 
So those are two great op- opportunities to get involved on campus and try to make a difference in what's going on legislatively and around our state. All right. Well, thank you for sharing with us and coming in um, and um, telling us about this wonderful organization. I think it's, it's a great opportunity for everyone to get involved and to unite. And, Zach, can you tell us more about, uh, well, if people want to get involved once again, um, with Indie Pride, or if they want to come out and discuss certain issues, like you said, like you guys are, are an organization that um, they, they give back to the community year-round, how can they um, get in contact with you if they would love to or if they desire to uh, join you guys in your um, effort? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, first of all, I have to say AFE, which was just m- mentioned, the Advocates for Sexual Equality is a great organization at IUPUI campus, so I just want to tout that a little bit more. Um, it's not something I'm personally involved in, but they have been um, partnering with Indie Pride recently. Um, some of the members there have been coming out um, to our event, so I'm proud to say um, along the lines that diversity in the um, Indie Pride community is not only just um, diversity in, in ethnicity, but diversity in the age um, of individuals that come out. So I- happy to see that younger um, individuals in our community are coming out and supporting our, our um, organization. But um, to answer your question specifically, um, besides our website, IndiePrideInc.org, um, you can go there. It has all the up-to-date information on the festival, which just launched live today um, in depth of everything. Um, you can go to the contacts. Um, I am a chair. You can email under the contacts there. That will come directly to me if you have any questions regarding what we discussed tonight or getting more involved. I would love to talk to you if you have any thoughts on, on how to diversify our event or our, the overall organization. You can also add um, Indie Pride as a friend on Facebook, which is a great way to stay in touch. It even keeps me as a chair kind of in touch. Um, once we add an event on there, you know, it always stays on your Facebook page, which we all live on. So Indie Pride as a friend on Facebook, and, and it's got all kinds of great information. So I really encourage you. I'm, you know, after coming on here, I'm um, much more pleased. I, I didn't know coming into this what we we're going to talk about. I'm very happy with what we discussed, and really want to encourage everybody um, to share your thoughts with with me specifically. And I can take those to the board um, in, in the um, best manner possible, and, and we can get more involved in this conversation as we move forward. And and, and, it's, and I just want to let you know that's one thing about my show in particular. I can't speak for any other show. We're all about positive. I mean, be about being positive and bring, bringing solutions to issues. We're not about um, gener- generating, you know, um, controversy and this, that, and the other, because I really want this to be a productive um, dialogue, and I, also, you know, and I just want to bring some issues that, you know, that the community had, um, and, they, you know, and we just want to see, want to see this pride be more diverse, and we want to see, just just see it bloom, you know, because I, I've even noticed Within the past year or two, like it's it's, I mean it's it's grown like tremendously. Like I, I was so happy to see how much pride grew last year, you know. And I was just I was like, wow, this would be a great opportunity for everyone to get involved in, you know, and for it to maybe take on a new form, you know, because there's always room for improvement. And I really think that, like I said, as far as like the um, educational um, aspect of it, I think that. And, I, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe in the future we'll have, you know, you guys could have, like, um, like even people that are into, like, the health and fitness thing, like, you can have, like, aspects dealing with that. I would like to see, like, a, kind of like a health and wellness type of aspect being added to Pride, too. I think that would be a wonderful thing to do. 
But I, I you know, that's you an know, excellent it's, recommendation. Yeah, you know, and it's you know, it, and it kind of just gives the public a perception that hey, you know, gay people aren't always about this, that, and the other, this partying, this, that, and the other. You know, and they'll probably have a more humanistic um, interest in us. You know, so I, I think those are really some good ideas, and I just want the public to know that they can get involved. And, you know, um, if they do have any um, comments or suggestions or if they would like to get involved, I, I just wanted people to know that there that was possible. So um, I just want to thank you guys for coming on. This has been a very, very um, wonderful um, show. And um, I don't know, maybe we can, got, you know, have you guys back in the future, and, um, you know, after Pride and, you know, discuss. You know, have to do a little overview of the events of the year and stuff like that, and go from there. Certainly, I, I would uh, love to be back. And after after the festival, I would like to take a, um, a large um, role in, in advancing our education on the legis- uh, what's being considered in, in um, our state legislature right now, because that is something that's very concerning for me. And, and to speak on um, what you guys were talking about as I came on, um, you know. Uh, just to reiterate that, it, it's really something that we need to all work together with. So I definitely would love to come back on and talk with you guys and, and help lead the effort in that fight. That is oh, awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having and, us. It's um, great. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, Miss DeAndra, before we get off the air, I know you have something on your mind about a particular music video that you saw today. Please explain to us what you saw. Tell us what is on your mind because I had we have to talk about this before we get off the air. The show's still streaming, but I still want to at least get on this topic, you know, because it's ridiculous. Tell us uh, because you had a, a blog on your um, Facebook page um, dealing with this, and can you explain to us about um, your concern? Okay. I was on the internet last night, and I popped this video by these rappers. That's, I guess, in the Midwest, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's West Coast. West Coast, okay, well. And the video, (laughs) if anybody over under 18 is listening, you know, cover your ears, but the video is called Bitches Ain't Shit. And when I seen that, I was like, are you serious? Yeah. I was like, what happened to the women that's supposed to be, that you want women that's independent, but now this is ain't shit? Yeah. And it kind of, and it's kind of like we're, it's almost like we're stepping back. Like, we, we you know, hip-hop is like, it's, it's, it's at an ultimate low now because now we, we're seeing now, I don't know how can I put this. It's worse than ever before. Now, you you have these women, and it ain't even women. These are chicken heads, as far as I'm concerned. Um, they are on a video, gyrating it, dropping it like it's hot, pop locking, pop locking it, and everything else. And these men are sitting here telling you that bitches ain't shit, degrading you guys. I mean, you guys have to go see this video. I mean, it's not. It, it, it takes womanizing to a, a totally different level. And then you go look at the comments of the videos, you did not see one person, not one person, 
object to the the content of this this uh, video, and I'm like, you know what? These are the same women, you know. Nobody's standing up for it, but these are the same women that that they, they want to get mad when men call them out their name, this that, and this. But you be the same ones dancing and dropping and popping like it's hot exactly. to the beat of this song. You know what I'm saying? Then you wonder why your men treat you like this. I, I was disgusted. I was disgusted. I'm not going to lie to you. And then you had some of the comments saying, like, um, talking about, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, the West Coast rap scene is back, and this, ooh, this is tight, this, that, and the other. These are all men. You ain't seen one woman on there defending themselves and defending the, the women, you know, defending women's rights. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I said. This music like this, junk like this gives the, the, the hip-hop community a bad name. You know what I'm saying? It's disgusting. It, it was despicable, you know, what I saw on that video. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, these men, I said, so you talking about bitches ain't shit? And they were talking about all women in general. So you saying your mama ain't shit. You say your mama's a, a worthless whore or a worthless slut. You, that, that means you're saying that your sister is a worthless whore and a slut. Or... You saying that about your daughter, and a lot of you, I know a lot of them, a lot of them have kids. So you saying that you want a grown man to look at your your little daughter like that? Like seriously, I just I don't understand it. It's horrible. I said pretty much you talking about all these women are good for is getting their rocks off and doing this, that, and the other. Part. It was to me, it was very disturbing. Very disturbing. Yeah. Very deciding. Cause I said, I mean, yeah, I mean, one thing that makes like, me mad is this, like you were saying, the girls in the video, them be the same ones be talking about some. I don't want no man calling me a bitch, but he's sitting up here calling you a bitch and telling you you're not shit, and you like taking your ass even more out here when he's tell, talking to I, you. Like I don't that. know how they they deceive. The, I don't know. They probably didn't even have to deceive. Them. They, how did they get? How did they agree to even be a part of something like that? I just, I just and who? I don't why would you upload some crap like that anyway? Man. And then you wonder why these are the same people, you know, that will probably get mad when um, somebody calls them out of their name or, you know, or when a white person calls you the N-word or this, that, and the other, but yet you are pretty much perpetuating every stereotype that there is. You want to get mad when people, you know, say this, that, and the other about you but yet you're sitting up here putting out crap like this. And then it's, it's, it's people like that that give decent individuals, you know, like me and DeAndra and, and other, you know, normal working um, class people that are out here trying to be positive and make a, make a positive impact in the world. People like that give all positive black people a bad name. You see what I'm saying? That, I was mad that no – Females was ever for themselves and said something about the video. It was like they digging it. I'm like, are you serious? This ain't nothing to be digging. They they tell you you What has happened to the state of the black community? What what has happened to the the state of the black male to where they they will sit there and allow the black woman to be degraded? And disrespected like that. 
I, that, that was a time in our culture where that would never, that would have never happened. And now it's just like we sit here and we take. And, and people always want to talk about racism and the man. This and no, we're scoring our own self over. You know, scoring our own selves over. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 nobody but us these days that's destroying ourselves. And you know, it's because of the greed and it's because of the dollar. You know, I, I, and sometimes I honestly believe that it's outside forces that are allowed that are telling us to do this. And I think a lot of these people are doing that because it's it's, it's about the money. And I, I don't believe that it's solely our community that's making these choices to put this junk out there. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, you know, I have a grandmother, I have a mother, and I have sisters in myself. And that right there, I am just not going to listen to anything like that. Sorry. That's what you saying. Yeah. We ain't shit. Basically, you telling me I'm worthless. But see, you know, these I'm, the same brothers that want to get mad. I ain't good for nothing but a fuck, and that's it. But these, oh, see, these the same brothers that get mad. They, they get mad when, you know, uh, when sisters start dating outside their damn race. Hell. I mean, how you going to get mad at them? They ain't got no options. They don't have any other options. You think I'm going to, why would I want to fuck with some broke-ass blankety-blank that thinks I think that I'm not shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. You know, it, that's like putting all women in that category. That's putting your mama in the category. That's like you. You know, what I'm saying. You, so you saying your mama's a whore? Well, exactly. But, but you know, what I'm saying that's 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 horrible. But you're that not me because if all women ain't shit, then your mother shouldn't be either. Hmm. But, hey, you know what? They mamas probably ain't shit because for them to raise up children like that and for them to, you know, to hate women like that, they mamas must have not been shit. I mean, I hate to put and it like that. And somebody let them fuck and have childhood or something like that. I mean, I know she can't control what comes out of his mouth, but damn. You know, but you know what? Like, people say they can't control their kids and they get on. I mean, that's true. But how your kids turn out most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time because you can raise your kids in a good home and they can turn out jacked up. But most of the time, uh, you can tell what values were instilled in a child because, you know, they'll reflect that when they get older. And I think a lot of that has to do with self-hatred. Um, I, I, I really believe that the black man is, is no longer the protector and the provider of the black woman. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's why we have so many single-parent homes today. And I believe it stands back to slavery. And I think we haven't dealt with our issues because the black man went back, and I was just having this discussion with somebody. The black men were uh, torn away from their families in slavery. They were taught to breed because, you know, slavery was an economic thing. And I think that tradition has been passed down. Nobody's addressed it. And I'm not saying all black men ain't doing, you know, aren't workers because there's a lot of them that uh, are married, that have women, that are taking care of their responsibilities. But more times than a few, we see that there's a lot of black men that don't have any value or worth for the black woman. And you know, and I just think it's it's and I and I brought this um, subject up on my um, on my Facebook wall the other day, um, talking about. Um, and this is why I want to get y'all opinion on you too, Michael. What do you feel about 
men that 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 always say, girl, and I know you about to go in, DeAndre, a man that sits there and talk about uh, where are all the good uh, women at with no children. Mm. But yet, still at the same time, you're not addressing the fact about all, where where are the men that are going to stand up and take care of their responsibilities and take care of their children that they brought into the world. It goes both ways. You can't sit here and say that, where, you know, ask the question, where are all the good women at with no kids? Because I believe there are good there are good women that have kids that may be single. You don't know. I mean, not all women that are single are whores or sluts. They could have been with the guy. They could have had two children by one guy, and the guy could have abandoned them, or the guy could have left them for another woman, or these days another man. Oops, we're not going to get into that, though. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, how you going to say that? And first of all, you you ain't bringing shit to the table because this conversation starts. Well, the reason why I put that on my um, page is because uh, another friend of mine, which shall remain nameless, he has an article put up on his page talking about where all the good women at with with no kids. My question was, I said, the real question is where all the men that are out here getting these women pregnant, where are they at? Where are all the good men at that they're going to stand up and take care of their kids? But my thing is, how are you going to sit there and even ask a question like that when you don't have anything to bring to the table yourself? You're on probation. You're on probation. Yeah. You don't have a job, but you're going to ask where the good women at? Are you serious? Uh, not like, looking for I, you, clearly. Okay, you stay home with your you mama. Right on by. You, not you can't give them nothing. Though. Girl, and nowadays, why nobody want no hard dick and bubble gum? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I Everything else looks good ain't good. Girl, I think you know what. As soon as I would mm-hmm. hear that, regardless of you know, regardless of if you know who is saying it, you know that particular time, where are all the good women at with no kids? As soon as I would hear that, I would really severely question that person's point of view or their mindset at the get go. You know, I immediately I'm going to be like, uh, "What? What kind of track are you? You know, what?" So you find a good woman that happens to have some kids and is working and doing all she can and doing, you know, being a good responsible parent. You're selling her short. Yeah, what you gonna do for her, and to you know, get, you know, you gonna get her pregnant, and she's gonna be one of those women that you don't want to talk to now because you ran some some bullshit game on her and messed her life up. Or you know, let's say that he does. That. You know, let's say he does get with a you know this individual that says something like that. Let's say they do get with a very good, responsible woman that has children. How's he gonna treat the children? Is he gonna treat them like second class kids? You know. Furthermore, I mean, in the question yesterday is, what are you bringing to the table? What can you do? You want a good woman, okay? Yeah. Okay, you got this woman now. How are you going to contribute? What you what you got to bring to the table to match what she's bringing? Because mm-hmm. I they think want today them to, they want them to not have no kids so they can take care of them. He want to be the kid. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's probably more truth to that than what you realize. Yeah. And this is our Ain't nobody taking care of nobody. We are in a recession, boo. Mm. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, this, this is another issue, too. Like, when the children become a bad thing, 
Like I thought children were supposed to be a blessing from God. Like I, like my friend, like I'm not gonna mention her name. She made a good point. She says I'm a very hardworking woman. I chose to be a single mother. She says my 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 child's father. He's very active. He you know he pays financially. He spends time with his kids. But I chose to be single because I didn't want to deal with him. So you know my thing is like she if she asked she posed a good question and nobody could really answer. They were like um. Well, um, she said she was like, when did children become a bad thing? Like, uh, because a woman has a child, she says, as long as they're not having children by different men, four or five different men, why is it a bad thing if a woman has a child? And I will say to this, too, children are a prized possession, and women need to stop bringing all these different men around their children, too. I will say that. Stop and they bringing, need to stop, stop having babies by all of them. What you say? Just because you need a new one don't mean he got to knock you up. Mm-hmm. You don't need six different baby daddies. That's trifling. Yep. It goes both ways, girls. Don't sit up here and, and then get mad when men ask that question, but you ain't putting yourself out there in a respectful way either. It goes both yeah, ways, think, you know what I'm saying? As women, we need to start holding ourselves at a higher level than what we do. You know, that's why they bring out some bitches ain't shit, because y'all act like y'all not worth anything. So that's why they treat y'all like y'all not worth anything. You're going to act like it, and of course they're going to treat you like it. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, one thing I know about men, men are going to only do what you allow them to do. Men are not complex exactly. creatures. They're probably not. That's men are not complex. If they call the home, what do you think they're going to do with her? They don't run a train to do whatever they can. And, and a lot of girls think that shit cute. Ooh, I, I slept with this. And see, and, and especially we living in a culture now where that shit's glamorized. That's 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 you know what I'm saying. That's 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 cute to do now. You look at these. I'm trying to I'm trying to be really politically correct. I'm trying to be trying to be nice. But this is like our uncut portion of the show because it's not live, but it's still recording. But um, so it's going to be a little uncut now. This is what I'm saying. You have these sluts like Corinne Stephan, video pigeonhead, not video vixen, video pigeonhead that want to write books, you know, and, you know, they want to fuck all these damn um, different uh, – Celebrity stuff and hip hop artists, but girl, you want to get mad, but but now you want people, you don't get mad. People call you a hoe now. You act like you so changed and this that and the other. Girl, you ain't changed, bitch. You just you just a wolf in sheep's clothing. But you want to write books and profit off of you being a hoe. But you want to get mad when people still call you out your name and don't respect you. And you got a damn son, girl. I said, you know what? You are a hot mess. You was doing that stuff when you had a son. I seen a video online where she had Bobby Brown sleeping on her couch and her son just walking around the door apartment, and she think that's so damn cute. Crackhead Bobby laying, you know, you know, snoring and, and slobbering on her couch, and she just sitting up there just trying to uh, look at him. I said, girl, look, uh, look at you, bitch. Look yeah, at that's, you. That's who looking nasty is you. I said, bitch, you the one sitting up here got this mug, this guy in your apartment 
but you you want to turn your nose up at him. But, girl, turn your nose up at yourself. You got your son walking around here seeing this random man laying on your couch, and then this will be the motherfucker that grows up and talk about bitches ain't shit. It's, that's, I mean, as long as women hold themselves to a low standard, I just think they're giving men just, you know, a reason to call them out. Seriously, if you're not going to be classy, then they're just going to continue to do what they're doing. Well, my thing is, don't make it bad for the don't make it bad for the good women, which they are. If you want to be a hoe, if you want to be a skank and a scandalous slut, that's fine. But don't sit up here and make all women look like that. Like especially in the black men, we already have a lot to overcome. We already have a lot to prove to people, especially the ones that are trying to be responsible and respectful. We already have a lot that we're dealing with. So. If you want to be a whore or a slut or a trick, you know, and you want to show your ass on national TV, then you go ahead and do that. But, you know, stay in your corner. Don't don't identify yourself as a part of me. You see what I'm saying? Because at this point, you you going against the grain and you going against what people like Dr. Martin Luther King and people in that era and that time, Malcolm X and everybody else, you're going against everything they fought for. So if you mm-hmm. want to be a hoe, if you want to be a slut, a trick, you want to be uneducated, you want to be ignorant, you want to live the stereotype, you stay over in your corner. Don't try to identify yourself with me. You see what I'm saying? That's that's what I have a problem with. And then and then they get mad at the, at the class you at a class with me, then they want to call us stuck up because we don't want to deal with your ignorant BS. Mm-hmm. Then when you see you ain't getting too much out of that trick, then you want to try to get you some classier. But it's too late now. Yeah. I think Michael's sitting up here getting a history lesson, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just listening. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a see, lot it's, to it's deal a hot, with. It's a hot, it's a hot, wiggity mess. I just can't believe how how they do women. And you know, you were hired by a woman. If it wasn't for a woman, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be no you if it wasn't for a woman. It'd be a shame to even call that your child if he disrespecting women like that. I think you know. I think a lot of these men got the DC hatred because they want to be a woman. Mm, I'm not gonna go there. But my thing is, a lot of men hate women so much. I think a lot of them them on the download. The ones that's talking all this shit, talking about women ain't shit, and they talking about they doing this, that, and the other women. And them the same ones. And girl, don't don't was that uh, that video about Tigger or something? Tigger. Talking about the video. Video about yeah. It was by YG Tigger and some hustler. Something. Well, don't get me started Dang. on Tigger. Cause I mean, was, not Tigger, but Tiger. Tiger. Okay, uh, that's a different person. Tiger. Yeah, Tiger. he's a rapper. He's with Cash Money. <laughs> don't do, I know Mike, you about to say something. Huh? Well, I, I was just going to say Tigger, Tiger, you know, same difference. He's acting pretty. <laughs> big, it's close cool enough. Almost the same shit. <laughs> I was about but, to say, uh, was that? Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, Seneca, thanks for having me on again tonight, as okay, always. Mark, yeah. I need to uh, run and take care of a few things. But uh, okay. thanks, Miss Deontay. You take care of yourself, girl. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But, yeah, girl, that that was a hot mess, honey. That was a hot yeah, mess. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't. 
That's cool. I wanted to get just get your point of view on that. You know, we always do after the, you know, sometimes after the show we do our uncut version because, you know, it's not important. People don't <laughs> listen to it. Right. But I was going to try and get yeah. on some things that they were saying, but I was just, you know, sitting back listening because some of the things they were saying is good, you know, to just sit back and yeah. listen to what they have to say. And like, and like you said, like, uh-huh. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, a lot of things, like, I, I, I I thought he probably was thinking there was going to be a negative thing, like an attack thing. Like I told him at the end of the show, because I wanted to make it clear. I said one thing about the Urban Wire and about what we do here, we, we're about the positive. You know, we're about trying to make a change and solutions. You know what I'm saying? It, like I told him, I said, if anything, you leaving this show should have been a good thing because you got a lot of good ideas from us. Like, to me, like like I told them, like, I think they need to have a health fair. They need to have more about nutrition. They need to have more about where to get free testing, all that good stuff, mental health services. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm what not saying? me or rude about anything, but I wonder, is, is most of them just out for money? You know, just I yeah. wonder that sometimes because you, you, you can't trust like everybody. Said, yeah, and like I said, I, you know, like, like exactly, he seems like a good person, and I think he like he said he's just coming in on stuff. Like he 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 says he's only been on there for a year and a half, but I, I wonder as an institution, because I think it's bigger than he is. Like how you know have they been, um, have they been exclusive in the past? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like have they not included our community? You know what I'm saying? And we brought that up. I said like, and like I said in the interview, I said. With this being like now the eleventh largest city in the country, and we're now seeing a a rise in minorities, including the um, Latino community, how are you guys um, mirroring that? How is that reflecting? You know what I'm saying? The pride, like mm-hmm. since we're diverse, it should look more diverse. Mhm. I think, and you know, you need to start putting out here how people can get involved. You know exactly. what I'm saying? You can't sit here and say it's not diverse. But you're not giving people opportunities to come in and uh and and and, and give you ideas. And yeah. it, and it's crazy that we, we gave them ideas that were just like obvious, like, okay. I I think it should be more I said it's more than it's I mean to me it's more to the gay community besides shaking your ass, going to the club, you know, because a lot of people don't live that lifestyle. They may be gay, but they just live a normal lifestyle. And you need to have something there that everybody can relate to. Exactly. And plus you need to have stuff that everybody can relate to and have more educational stuff, more fitness, uh, mental health. And stop being health, so down stuff. low with everything. That's why so many people don't know about y'all because y'all not, to me, y'all not out there like you should be. Yeah. You know, I feel, you know, we should hear about y'all on the radio. We should definitely hear about you on the TV, you know. We don't see any of that. Nope. So, I mean, that was just Even on the Internet, when we pull up, you should pop up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Across the screen. Something, you know. Give us something. But, I mean, my thing is just put out more positive stuff, like, because, like, it just so that, like, the outsiders can have more respect for the gay community. Because if you have all this stuff 
crazy stuff. You don't have anything worthwhile at the mm-hmm. event. Nobody's going to respect us. They're going to think we're a bunch of freaks. So that was my biggest thing. I'm not a joke, and don't take me as one. Mhm. Yeah, you're right. That's but how I feel. I'm just, you know, I'm sometimes just over some of the stuff that goes on in America, you know, because it is, it's really a hot mess. Yeah. And and for some people that just don't speak up for themselves, that you know, you just. You just, I don't know, just sit there and you let people just degrade you like that. That is where I'm at with that. That is just crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> well, we're going to definitely have to get back on this topic. I think it was a really good show. Yeah, I, I you, think. you did a good job putting this together, so... Yeah, I put stuff in the in the time like I think it was a mix up in the times and stuff like that. So I I um wanna but I mean for it to be that mix up I still think it was a good time now. Mhm. You know what I'm saying? So I, so I told some of the people it was ten ten to twelve and I forgot I scheduled it from nine to eleven. So mm-hmm. but yeah, Kristen even came too. I was surprised about that. Oh, she stopped there? What? That was yeah, she's talking. <laughs> we now we talking like we're definitely on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump up off here. I'm going to call you in a little bit because I don't know something's going on with my switchboard. And I don't. It's, I think it's still recording, but my okay. um, screen is not showing up. So, but. I just want to thank everybody for listening and um, hope to hear from you guys soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye.